Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Picture this. It's the 1980s. And the most feared man in America is from Brownsville, New York. His name is Iron Mike Tyson. Now scratch that. Picture this. It's the 1990s. And the most feared man in America is named Iron Mike Tyson. You know, no, no, wait, hold on. Picture this. It's the 2000s, and the most feared man. You get the idea. There were three black men who ruled the world during this time. It was Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and it was Mike Tyson. And everybody wanted to be Mike. The only question was, which Mike do you want to be? <laughs> Mike Tyson, as you've never seen him before, in this one-of-a-kind ABC News docuseries, Mike Tyson, The Knockout, The Climb, the crash, and the comeback of his boxing career. The man who was undisputed at world heavyweight champion from 1987 to 1990. His first win at 20, making him the youngest fighter to hold the title. You're going to hear from people like actress Rosie Perez, the first lady of boxing. Mike Tyson was called the baddest man on the planet because he was the baddest man on the planet. The four-hour series is also going to take a look into his personal life, which has been riddled with controversy. If you are a lover of this podcast, you're a lover of storytelling. You definitely don't want to miss ABC News's Mike Tyson, The Knockout. Boom. Welcome to Mike Tyson's world. The staggering documentary event premieres Tuesday night, May 25th on ABC and next day on Hulu. 
going on? It's your boy DJ G Money, and I am this week's guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. Check us out. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's your boy Gerard, your girl Gabby. Episode 53 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Yeah, see, you you are you you really you kinda like <laughs> I wanted to keep it light and tight, you know. We've been away for a week. Away We've for a week. We've actually been away for a week, Gerard. Why well, don't you tell us I, first of all, what's been first going of all, on in these traveling streets? First of all, I've not been away for a week. Let's calm down. Let's not get Maybe just mentally, not physically, but <laughs> You know, I missed you. That's well, well, I, I appreciate that. Yes, um, I used to live on the western uh, side of this country um, in San Francisco, in, Pal- in the Palo Alto, in the peninsula. And so I went out for a little visit over the weekend, you know. Um, now that I'm, you know, fully vaxxed, it's been well past my two weeks, all that jazz. I was like, all right, I'm feeling comfortable and safe to, like, see human beings, of course, still masked and distanced as much as humanly possible. But, you know. It's just cool out here checking out the San Francisco streets, checking out some old haunts, checking out on some old peeps, see what's happening. I love that. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, I have so many questions about your trip that I, uh, I won't bore our listeners <laughs> with. But you know what I really want to know, though? The yes. question that is burning inside of me. <laughs> yes. Now that you are excited to be around people again, Gerard, <laughs> we are going to be re- reunited because <laughs> as of the time that this episode drops, your girl is waxed and waxed. I don't know if you're waxed. Not really relevant for this, but I am ready for the streets. The streets are calling my name, Gerard. Especially yeah, the yeah. Streets, like kind of in the in the vicinity of where you live. So feet to the streets. Is that what you're saying? Look, you the feet are ready for the streets. You haven't really left the streets. You you really you really you still got yes. You maintain the streets. But yes, now that now that it's been it's been two two well past two weeks still and fully vaxxed. I am much more apt to be like, all right, Gabby, we can meet somewhere outdoors and, you know, see what's see what's going on. Reunite for the uh, for the show. <laughs> oh, Gerard. I mean, you know, somebody has to maintain the streets. Okay? It's a very difficult job. Apparently, apparently. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And you are the person mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Well, listen, we, we, we were off for a week, folks. We hope you caught up on all the past episodes. We had some great guests, Gabby. Jock Slade, Ricky Shubio. I mean, we the list goes on, man. We've really been been doing doing big things. I hope everybody got a chance to catch up. And there were some episodes with just us, and we showed off some kicks and some different things and relevant topics in the sneaker and sports game. Speaking of Gabby, I know, and we're not gonna spend a million hours on it. We don't have time, but I know you are very excited. Your New York Knicks, the number four seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll take on the Atlanta Hawks this Sunday, game one at MSG. My first question, I know you're happy, so I don't need to answer that question. Will you be at the game? Well, I need to give you a prelude to that because you <laughs> skipped over my initial emotions. You know, it is Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat everybody. Shalom. We are ready for these basketball streets. What a beautiful time. And you know what my favorite part about this draw is before I tell you if what? I'm going to be there or not? What? I was there in the last regular season game. You were. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to be back. I was waving the Knicks flag. You were working, yeah. With all of my pride. T-shirt cannon or no? Or they didn't really do that? Nope. 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 We are still abiding by COVID protocol. I had my Knicks mask on to match my outfit. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, But I love all the chatter around this because here's why. First of all, I love all the hype that's against the Nets. That the Nets are like one emotional breakdown away from not winning the championship. And then you look at that versus like the odds in Vegas. I just think like New York is an interesting town. And I know you and I have talked about this before. <laughs> Every other part of this country, sure, they all talk about the Nets. In New York, <laughs> especially in Manhattan, <laughs> the theme of everyone's conversation is, so you're saying there's the chance. Is this the year? Like, we weren't supposed to be here in the first place, right? True, like we true. weren't supposed to be exactly where we were. I was hoping for a play in at best. Do you remember I said Vegas, that? At the Vegas Vegas said twenty two twenty two wins was your over under start the season. That's where they said it at. Yep. And now we have a home court advantage. 
It's true. I hope I'm going to be there. We haven't heard yet. Okay. Um, if right. I am not there for employment purposes, I okay. will probably be there for personal reasons. So <laughs> I will find a way. I mean, playoff basketball. I haven't been to the Garden for playoff basketball since the last time the Knicks were in a playoff. Which, which was a long time ago. Yeah. Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Shouts to Melo. A um, whole other decade of my age. Group, and you, know? you the, the Garden has said that they will increase capacity to 13,000. So it will be a raucous Madison Square Garden. I haven't even heard that yet. That's hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. I was hot hearing like six and change, but 13,000. 13, 13,000, that's what they want to do. Back, baby. <laughs> yeah, so not quite full capacity, but you know, it'll be pretty loud in there, pretty raucous. Look, Knicks fans, be happy. As I said, a shout out to True Hoop. I did a video about the Knicks a little while ago. Listen, Knicks fans, be happy. Enjoy the ride uh, for your own purposes. I did pick the Knicks in seven to win this series, so you know, take that for whatever it's worth with a grain of salt. Um, but look, it, it right now, you're playing with what is commonly referred to as house money. This is all gravy now because, as you said, Gabby, you didn't expect to be here, right? You were hoping for a play-in at best. Vegas sets your preseason win total at 22 and a half games. You won almost damn near 40, all right? So gravy. You had development with R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle's going to make an all-NBA team most likely. Look, Obi Toppin's looking like he's going to be the real deal. Emmanuel Quigley, you got, you got some stuff there. It's all happy. I'm not saying, you know, who cares, tank the playoffs. No, I'm saying whatever happens now, just enjoy the enjoy ride. It. Just enjoy it. Well, we're enjoying it, let me tell you. I feel like we, like, almost have to bring back Juanito because <laughs> I don't know if you remember that episode. Oh, you oh, guys I, I don't know if you guys heard that, but we <laughs> that episode took a real hard left. At I, was, I, I was killing the Knicks and Juanito. <laughs> Back in the front, yo, Juanito, come back on anytime, my man. If you want to come back on and gloat and get it and get excited about your Knicks, be happy. Of course, you know, if you want me to play the the you know, Pontius Pilot, I will for sure bring up all the reasons why. Eh, okay, get excited, but let's let's not lose our minds. Okay, here are all the problems around on the horizon for this team. But be that as it may, as I said, let's be happy right now. Knicks fans, enjoy. Look, New York City as a whole, man, you got the Knicks making the playoffs nets are a title contender look it's it's happening right now in in new york city this it's is happened. this is the center of basketball and it looks like you know things will be all good to go now there's something i want to discuss gabby really quickly oh well before i do that i know you're happy about the knicks what have you been doing for the weekend while i was away it wasn't even a week what what, what have you been getting into besides nick excitement nick excitement <laughs> One might say. Yes, one one might. <laughs> Not me, but one might. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I've spent some time with my family, with some friends. Mm-hmm. I actually did something really wild this past weekend and met some of my coworkers IRL. Oh, and I ventured what? out to Brooklyn. Oh, my God. I drove because, you know. You know, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> COVID times. I also don't know how to dress myself anymore. Like, <laughs> I still feel like we live in this time where, don't get me wrong, bike shorts are a vibe. Always. Bike shorts will always be a vibe. Mm-hmm. But when you meet but your coworkers, like, <laughs> I feel like when I was out in Brooklyn, people were stunting. You know? I, I, I believe you texted me, Gerard, are bike shorts appropriate to meet your coworkers IRL? <laughs> Probably, yes. I think that's a, that, we can fact check that one. Um, so I wore the longer version of bike shorts, aka leggings, you know, because again, I don't know how to dress myself. And also, this weather is very wonky. Who knows what it's going to be like? But like, what, uh, what, what, what heat did you have on your feet when you went out to see your coworkers? And I know, I, mean, I know you had to put some heat on. I know our man's Ben does not agree with this, but every ben. season is Yeezy season. <laughs> Our man's bed. <laughs> and I had to wear my bright blue Yeezys because not only did I get them from eBay and they have that authenticity guarantee, which you know I geek out over, mm-hmm. but they are also NYX colors. Oh. So my feet made their debut in the streets, Gerard. <laughs> it was easy season in and out of the garden this weekend, let me tell you. Oh, man, listen, it's always easy season for us. Shouts to uh, Ben Aronson, who is, of course, one of the founders of this wonderful Count the Dings network in which we are a, we are a, part, a proud member of. Uh, shout out to you, Ben. But, though, no, listen, we always going to rock Yeezys around here. Now, speaking of Yeezys, something interesting was brought to my attention by you, Gabby. And it was regarding sort of this, um, transformation isn't the right word, but sort of regular everyday brands like J. Crew and The Gap and whatever, trying to take a trend and, 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 and feed off of what luxury brands have done by taking streetwear designers and popular people in, in that sphere, bringing them onto their brand to sort of 
give it, for lack of a better term, street cred, right? So luxury brands are partnering with streetwear designers so they get more cred. Well, places like J. Crew, Gap, of course, because, you know, you got, you got Yeezy. The, the Yeezy fell into the Gap. Exactly. Right. They are trying to do the same thing. And I say that to say because J. Crew recently hired Noah Brendan Barbanzian, who was a former designer at, at Supreme, right, and had his own street line, a streetwear brand, Noah. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. And I thought about it because, one, can we just be 100% honest about something? Yeah. J. Crew needed a refresh, like, for real. Like course, ever since the Jenna days, I mean, they needed a refresh. But I, I think to me, this move is so far away from where they're at. Like, I'm fascinated to see what happens yeah. for that reason. Like, I think it's a really tough balance for brands that you want to recruit a new audience, a new fan without alienating, alienating your current mm-hmm. customer mm-hmm. base. So that's where I'm really curious here how far they're going to go. I mean, I think J. Crew for a little while was dabbling in the sneaker game. I mean, it was a little bit more like the Nike Cortez mm-hmm. or the Kill Shot or whatever. Yep. Of mm-hmm. New Balance, mm-hmm. you know, or some blazers um, that were a little bit more on brand, you know. And I think now that people are realizing sneakers are a thing. And I think, I mean, it makes all consumerism really challenging. Like, you can barely even get a pair of uptowns anymore. Sure. Like, yeah. I had a friend the other day ask me, like, how do I get Jordans? And I go, you don't. <laughs> Short answer. <laughs> how do you, you don't. Respectfully, you don't. Respectfully. So, and then I was like, wait, let me, like, backtrack. So I don't really mean that, but I. But I kind of do. Process, <laughs> right, right, right. And I was like, she was like, wait, I had no idea it was so hard. No wonder I can never just find them in the store. And oh, yeah. It just yeah. is a sign of the time. So I think this J. Crew move is very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm curious because J. Crew, you know, it's. It's a preppy brand, right? Like that's sort of like where it's you think of Madras shorts and like pink polos and like things like that, which you know those have their place depending on what you're rocking and what you're doing. How is that? You know, how is that crowd that sort of likes that kind of jean look and what they have? How are they going to vibe with you know this potential? And again, I don't even know what it's going to look like because we've there's nothing. Nothing's been out yet. I mean, he just got announced literally like days ago. So we'll see what the first sort of sketches and things look like. But I'm curious. And obviously, look, let's let's be real about this. J. Crew is looking at it as how do we regain some market share and make money, right? That's that's their number one goal. Um, and if by some reason th- th- this works and Noah's designs people like them and they attract a new audience and they sell, it'll be good for the brand and good for everybody. But time will tell. The marketplace, as always, will dictate whether they like it or not, right? So we'll see. And I think the hype beasts are going to be lined up and ready just in case. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the the new culture that we are surrounded in, you know, that is a blessing and a curse. I mean, it's the culture that makes me not even open up my sneakers app on launch days because, you know, because <laughs> we ain't I, getting. <laughs> I took a lot of L's and I'm, I'm a fragile lady, as shocking to probably everybody listening to the show. But sometimes I just don't want to take an L and I'm trying to be smart. You know, I take a lot of budget tips from our girl TJ mm-hmm. about how to be smart with my purchases, be strategic, look no for the things that I want. And if I do want to pay a little bit of resale, if it's something that I truly, really want, mm-hmm. then I'm okay to do that. But I think that we've developed this culture now that people have caught on to hype culture and people mm-hmm. are inside. It's the same going on with trading cards and collectibles, no doubt. right? NFTs and all that. Yep, yep, cultures, yep. NFTs, mm-hmm. everything is that people, even Xboxes, gaming systems, like yep. people will get them to get them whether they have no desire to keep it or not mm-hmm. because they see the value in it. I mean, I think it like at the beginning of this pandemic, you and I had talked about how a lot of people were getting sneakers in different sizes to either trade or leverage. To me, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, I, there's no fair way to do it. It is what it is. But I, we've gotten so far off the deep end that I'm really curious to see if some of this hype culture with this merger of hype culture and kind of like mainstream brands, happy mainstream brand, if it trickles into the norm, because a lot of that norm core, like they don't know what it's like no. in sneaker culture. No, like you, not. you actually, you called this out with the Joe's Coast scandal yes, that happened yes. a couple months ago. That right. you know, this is the first time people realized that there were even raffles for sneakers. Correct. And, you know, we're in our bubble here, mm-hmm. our beautifully <laughs> outfitted bubble. <laughs> But it's still a bubble. So I'm, I'm curious if it's going to pop or if it's just going to keep on growing. Yeah, time will tell. Well, folks, stay tuned because we have a special guest coming up next. Uh, you know, I, I, all I'm going to say is, are you a picky eater? That's it. I'm leaving it there. Stay tuned. What's good, y'all? We are back. Gabby, we're not alone. We are joined by DJ Sneaker Enthusiast. The host of the wildly popular Picky Eater Show, which is in season four right now. 
DJ G Money. What's good? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, y'all? <laughs> so, so behind the scenes, I've said I'm honored to be. I want to say it again on camera. I'm honored to be here. You know, I was waiting for my phone call for the Kicks and Shit show. You know, this is a dope show. You guys are doing an amazing job. So happy to be here, man. Well, we, we appreciate it. I was actually going to give you another uh, AKA nickname on the intro. Uh, FOG, oh. friend of Gabby. Gabby, you want to... Oh, Gabby, you want you want to elaborate? You want you want to elaborate any more on that, Gabby, or you want to leave it there? I just gotta say, you know, I think some of this 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 is gonna happen eventually, right? <laughs> Quarantine is a weird time. That's Boy RG, you know. Oh. This is like the most Jewish I've ever been equated to in my entire life. So when when G called me up and was like, I would like you to make a Jewish meal, and I was like, uh, Kapil Tavish. Kapil Kapish. I love it. I, um, I was like, let me see if I I got to make some challah. I need mean, no meat. Kugel. Extra, you so like, some kugel? Yeah, we yeah. did some sweet noodle kugel. Okay, mm-hmm. good kugel. Mm-hmm. We, did, we did kugel. That was the, the one that you thought was mac and cheese, but it tasted like candy. Oh. And you're like, oh, I like this. <laughs> it tastes like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it tastes like mac- macaroni and cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> that was right. You called it macaroni and cheesecake. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, yeah, you know, weird so, time quarantine was. So, G, you know, I, I want to start on Picky Eater because. My guy, like, I know when people say they're picky eaters, like, no, my dude, like, you are, like, a whole other level of picky eater. Like, to the point where, like, you just look, the food comes out, and you're already, you're already in recoil mode. Like, you you, you, you don't know what's in it, you're you're already recoiling. And I'm like, damn, dog, it could be good. How you don't know know if it's not good yet? But you're, where, I mean, was it as a kid, were your parents not adventurous with the cooking? Like, where, what, 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 what's all that about? I'm going to bring mom and dad into it. No, no I'm asking. Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get the history. Yeah, that's, the, that's the origin. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so first off, my dad is, is, is far from picky. You know, he's the guy that's in the family that will try the, the, the foreign food or the food that someone brought in. Or he's like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? I try. I try. You know, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's my pops. Or, like, even talking about, like, uh, real quick, like, DJ stuff. When mm-hmm. I used to DJ, when I was younger, you know, uh, sometimes they book you. They're like, oh, we're going to feed you. We're going to take care of you. I'm like, all right, cool. I get there. My dad will be the one eating the food. Like, or they, they give me a plate. I'm like, dad, here, try this. Eat this. And he'll eat it. So that, that's that side of it, right? Well, this side, my mom is like, I don't, what's that? I don't, I'm not eating that. Mm. So she so she passed me to pick the dreams down. And then uh, grow, growing up, you know, she would cook. You know, different foods in the house, but she wouldn't force me to eat anything I didn't like. Some parents is like, you're not even on the table until you finish that meal. She's like, you don't want that? All right, try this one. Eat this then. Or eat this. I'll go buy something else. Eat that. So I was I was spoiled. I'm only a child. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you. I feel you. I feel so your you. parents aren't Jewish is what you're saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. I'll say, I, would say, I would say blame my mom because she, she, you know, she, she definitely spoiled me. She, she let me eat what I wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't want this meal, she'd buy another one, or she cooked something else, or she bought something else. So you can blame her for being me being this picky, I think. But th- throughout now four seasons of Picky Eater, you had there had to have been some revelations. It has to be stuff now that you're like, you know what? That's actually pretty good. And now you'll rock it. <sighs> um, I don't know if we get carried away and say rock it, but like, <laughs> I would love to know what the revelations are as well. Um, all right, so you know what's crazy? Just, just, just now, but about an hour ago, um, I actually had a meal well, a sandwich that I had on Picky Eater, the uh, the uh, vegan chopped cheese sandwich. Okay, okay. Um, so I've, I've been I've been kind of frequent with I, I've been kind of rocking that sandwich. Okay, you know, okay. I've been kind of rocking. I've, I've been in it. I've been in that store about four or five times. Okay, already, okay. After, after the show, but throughout four seasons, there's only probably two or three things that I went back and bought okay. outside of eating. Okay, but that's it. But not, not more than that. But that's growth, though. I mean, right? That's for someone like, like that, that's growth. Season. That's growth. Like that's growth. Yeah. A half, half per season, season. Something like that. Listen, <laughs> it's, listen, it's, it's like I'll the, take a little of the bread that came with that dish that I didn't like. There we go. It's it's like the Knicks, man. Baby steps, right? You gotta. Why oh. into it? Why baby, you gotta do that, Jerome? No, but it's, it's a positive thing. Baby steps. You gotta take baby steps. And now look, playoffs. You here now? So say, I mean, G ain't quite in the playoffs ready with, with his food. He ain't quite at playoff level yet, but you know, <laughs> no, he, he, he he's getting himself to, to to competence. He's he's getting he's getting yeah. there. He's getting the competence I mean, level. And, and you know what? I'm I'm very comfortable on my skin about how picky I am. Um, how picky I am with food. I'm I'm not like I'm trying to get better. I'm trying, I'm cool where I'm at. Like people laugh at me. I I I appreciate the laughters and I'm comfortable. I travel out the country. I eat the same meals. I've been I've been to Jamaica and Trinidad. I, I find me a KFC. 
you know, I find me a pizza <laughs> pizza hut somewhere. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm okay. not trying to okay. be like trying to fit in. I'm I'm good. <laughs> You're like I am happy being me. I feel you on that. All right, hundred percent. I like 100%. it. I like it. So you, of course, to DJ G Money. So you are a DJ man. Like yes, when, sir. When, when did your love of music? When did that start? And when do you realize, man, I like putting on tunes to make people shake their ass. <laughs> um so you know we're gonna take it way way back back in time um <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see what you did there <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. no so i've been i've been djing since uh my, my first official party was for my cousin in 1999 you know so i've been djing since 99 uh uh i first started because of the movie juice mm-hmm, mainly yeah. i seen juice and that that scene you know kind of inspired me my dad also dj as well so my dad uh passed the jeans down to me but i wasn't really trying to be a DJ. I was playing basketball. I was mm-hmm. in sports and things like that. So, but after the movie Juice, I begged my parents to buy me turntables for Christmas. They bought turntables for me. I messed around with it. And um, still, at that moment, I wasn't trying to take it serious. It was more so like, I wanted to do what he did in the movie. So let me try to get that little that little scene down pat and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't plan on doing parties. I, I didn't I didn't understand nothing about the party scene and right. the bookings and traveling. You know, right. so... Uh, it went from that to a few of my family friends and my dad's friends like, hey, you know, how much you charge for a party? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand what, you know, like, you're going to pay mean? me to come. <laughs> what you mean? DJ? What you did? What you talking about? I'm like 13, 14. So they're like, yeah, we're going to pay you. I'm like, all right, I can't drive there. So talk to my pops. If he, <laughs> if, he could dri- if he could drive me there, I'll come check it out. I'll do it. You're going to pay me, you know, like, so I tried it out. And then I'm like, yo, this is kind of cool, man. Like, so from there, it kind of just like, I'm crazy. I love it. So when was that moment when you, first of all, were able to pull off the move, the cue played by Omar Epps did in the movie? <laughs> oh, that, that took a long time. I'm trying to think when I first... Pum, 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 pum. That took, first of all, I couldn't figure out what song that was for a long time. And then back then there was no, you know, this is like before even LimeWire. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. I couldn't even go and search it online, so I'm trying to figure out where I can buy it, what store, who I can. I don't know. I couldn't find it for years, probably until until like newer times when we had Serato. I think mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. someone um had sent me the song, and I was like, oh, finally. So I sat home and tried to get my little routine <laughs> together. So it, it took me years to get the song. First of all, then I had to perfect okay. it a little bit, you know. All right. Yeah. And, and when you're at a party or an event, and I ask this of every DJ, what's that feeling like? When you know you're in that groove and the crowd is just feeling you and like you're you're like on a 10, oh, 12, man. 15 song run like it, no matter what it just they're vibing like what's that feel like? Oh man, it's, it's, it's like you know I never been high before. <laughs> it feel like it feel like when you when, when you high, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, you know this, this is a kicks and shit show, so I'm sure you guys into sports and things like that, of course, you know. So it would feel like. When 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 you when you uh just you know if, if you step curry you make the first shot the second shot step and you like yo I can't, shot, boy. I can't I can't miss a shot like yo they, this is crazy it's, 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 it's like that you know what I'm saying it's like you have control over people's lives for those three or four or five hours so you know you 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 paint the picture you control what their mood is you know what I'm saying whether it's a slow song or trap song or reggae you make them feel that that vibe you know what I'm saying so to to be back to back ten fifteen songs in is like Oh, jeez! Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't even. I can't even describe that feeling. It's, it's just like you know, like I said, you on fire. You step Curry, hitting them threes. And it's like, ooh, you get you get a little shimmy in the boot. You're like, man, you I get shoulders. Okay, shoulders. I did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, it's, um, it's a dope feeling. It's dope. Like those moments keep me going. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to see people just laughing smiling dancing you know that that keeps me going every time like there's days where i might be like oh it's getting kind of boring now then i'll, I'll do a party and i'm like yo this person was dancing all night like even if it was a one person dance i'm like damn like i made that person really mm-hmm. enjoy themselves mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what i mean so you're from queens i know queens yes. is a big part of who you are part of like the light feet movement uh, i know you're one of the pioneer djs in Queens for that. Talk about the inspiration of New York. I mean, we talk about that mm-hmm. a lot on this show since we're New Yorkers. I mean, some people might argue because I'm in Jersey these days that, <laughs> I don't know, we're like the thick yeah. borough over here, but you know, we can talk yeah. about that another time. But <laughs> would love to know the impact of just being in New York and being from Queens specifically, like music culture is so big. How has that impacted your career and your style of play? Oh man, um, <clears throat> New York, I mean, obviously everyone knows New York is where hip hop started, you know, so. 
uh, I learned I learned more of that as I got older. Of course, you know, understanding things more when you got older. But uh, growing up in New York is just, you know, uh, I think once again getting older and looking back, I think made me realize more of the culture. So like, for example, I play out of town. Um, I remember DJing my first like really. For me, really far, far, mm-hmm. far, far away gig was in Massachusetts. That was like really big for me. I'm like, <laughs> yo, we driving like three, four hours away. This is crazy. But I went out there and I realized the different, uh, the different vibe out there. Mm-hmm. Like me touching the set out there, the crowd went ridiculous crazy for like something I did so small. Versus mm-hmm. New York, it's like it's like the belly of the beast. So mm-hmm. New York kind of shapes you and, and, and it, 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 it molds you to be that kind of monster in your crowd, whether you're rapping or producing or DJing. So. I think New York, the culture, it, it, it prepares you for like the world. So if you, like I said, you make a hit, make anywhere. The cliche saying, but me playing in Massachusetts that first time, like 19, 18, uh, 19, 20 years old, it's like I killed the the party effortlessly. It's like all of those uh, tough gigs out here in New York and mm-hmm. Queens and Brooklyn that I had to really like struggle to play, and the crowd was not like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Ice grilling you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? Like, come on, play something else. Do you have Despacito? That's that's New York. Like they want to hear you. Come on, like, let's go. Impress me. So it prepares you for the world, man. Like I play, I play out of town. Even, even fast forward uh, after that, eighteen, nineteen. Fast forward to like San Diego, me playing out there. It's like easy breezy. I'm like, wow. Like New York is way different, you know. So. Just that, and in Queens itself, just you know, growing up around hearing stories about L. Cool J and mm-hmm. Run DMC and these guys, and then yeah. um, uh, DJing alongside my my pops, a good friend Grandmaster Vic, who's okay. from Queens, and mm-hmm. he actually used to let me DJ on his set when I was little. Like, okay. um, so I feel like that kind of molded me at, mm-hmm. at some point too. Like, <clears throat> he would he would he would do some slick moves, like yo, I'll be right back, like play play a song. I'm like, okay, I got you, and then he would go be gone for like two hours. <laughs> so I'm like. Where's you coming back? I gotta put him on the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, where's the, he at? It might, it might seem Vic. No, he, you ain't see him. And mind you, I'm not the only kid out there. Right. And I'm, I'm on his set. This is not, this is before Serato computer. Mm-hmm. This is his, so it's turntables. Turntables. So I have to, I have to go through his music and try to figure out how to mix and blend because the people looking like, all right, you DJing? Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you gotta do something. <laughs> so, you know, out in New York, they, they kind of forced the hand that the, the, yeah. the perfected craft a little bit stronger. You know what I'm saying? Put your feet to the fire. That's, I mean, that's how you learn, right? Like, and yeah, again, nah, to your point, if, if you can make, because I know a lot of those Brooklyn and Queens house parties and those gigs, man, crowds are tough. So <laughs> if you can, <laughs> if, if, if you if you can make it in in those environments, you're gonna be all right, no matter where you go. The rest of the country you're playing good. something. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, 100%. So there, there's obviously the connection, right, between sports and music and culture, right? All this stuff just weaves hand in hand. You mentioned you were a baller. Growing up, I see you got your OKC shirt on. You doing you doing your little your little cross uh, move right here. Oh, okay. you, 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 got, you got your Rockets hat on. I mean, talk talk to me. What what? what? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, this, this this shirt right here. You know, I had to wear it for this show in particular. Cause I know we we gonna talk sneakers and sports and that. So you know, I had to wear this joint. So and uh, this this actually is is passed down. This this is actually Queens. If, you know, if you didn't know, uh, well, I didn't know either. I just found out the other day, but uh. uh <laughs> My dad is actually good friends with uh, this player on OKC named uh, Moses Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. He, from he's here, good mm-hmm. with I know his dad as well. I didn't. I didn't realize I know his dad till like yesterday. Okay. His dad has been. His dad has been sending us some clothes and some shirts. <laughs> like yo, it's my son. I'm like, all right, cool, good looking, appreciate it. And I saw the post yesterday. I'm like, oh, I know his. So. <laughs> Are you guys cousins? Are you guys cousins? Gene's <laughs> got a lot of cousins. So I feel like it's. Yeah. Not yet, you know. I, I haven't found out yet. We, we, we might be. Hopefully, we are. You know, say yo, yo, Mo, man, how is your boy? But yeah, so uh, this is this is Mo Moses Brown. Uh, you know, OKC right? No doubt. Queens. And this is my boy Tiny uh, Cloverline thing. So I know you got the Rockets logo there. Yep. This is this is the uh, uh, Trust the Process. Oh, uh, nice clothing brand. So you know, I try to I try to support my peoples and show love when I can. Man. I like That's that. It. I yeah. like that. So okay, you you were a baller growing up. If you had to. Link your game up to any player, past or present. Who would you say Ooh. your game, or you in your mind, most resembles? <laughs> Whether it's true or not is irrelevant. Who'd you, who'd you think? Put me in, Coach. Put me in, Coach. Who, 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 who do you think you your know, game was, or who'd you try to be that's like? A good question. <laughs> that's a very good question. You know, I, I, I feel like 
Man, you make me feel like I, I, I believe you had a game back in the days now. Hey, what about J.R. Smith, no? You don't see the resemblance? Can we put J.R. Smith's picture, like, right next to Right, right next to J. I mean, J.R. could ball, man. What's wrong with He used to. J.R. could hoop, man. He used to. He used to. Wait, where is he now? He, 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 he's, he's done. But he, but he, he's uh, living his life. Living his best get life. Get money, get chicks. That's but, but listen, he, he can hoop. Um, I mean, listen, I know y'all Knicks fans used to get mad when and Rihanna would get on the, get on the Instagrams and Twitter and be like, don't be mad at me because JR out in the club all night partying. <laughs> he be outside. I mean, Always out. Him and his brother out. out in the streets. <laughs> he's outside. But um, to, to answer the question, I, if I can compare my game, I mean, to be honest, I, w- I wasn't. I wasn't all that. All that. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I'm, to, I'm not I'm gonna lie to y'all up here. I played. I did my thing. Um, my game. Hmm. Who who did I play like? Who did you want to play like? I was gonna say, let's go with that because yeah. you're adding fact checking after this episode. So <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, I I ain't looking ain't, up your stats. <laughs> ain't, ain't much you gonna find. So it'll be all right. <laughs> um. I would I would say I would say a little like Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. But of, of course, of course he's of course yeah yeah. Okay, right? But you you shoot but you play defense like I I, I shoot pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I did shoot pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty tall. You okay. know, uh, play a little defense. Okay, okay. Uh, I feel like I feel like his you know the way he is he's kind of he's he's chill. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. He, he, but he he gets passionate at times as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he he'll come in the game quiet. Boom, give you your points. Right. Sit down. And then sometimes he might just be a little raised up like, yeah. That kind of was me. Like, <laughs> okay, all right. I'm calm. I'm chill. Okay. I'll give you a little couple threes. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, but definitely not on his level. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and hype it up. But, nah, all you know, good. Uh, I, I, play, I play varsity basketball. I play... I play CYO, I play okay. AAU. I travel. Okay. I, you know, okay. I, did, I did okay. So I did all right. Yeah, you, you, you played some, some high-level ball. Yeah, yeah. I do think, though, that, you know, sometimes it's okay to be the chill one, you know? Gerard and I talk about this a lot on this show. <laughs> you know, I'm the chill one out of the two of us, obviously. Ah, uh, you're the chill? She is not. I'm wild. She is the wild, wild. wild. Let, me, let me clean this over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're the chill one. Exactly, the exactly. Yeah, uh, chilling out, Air okay. Max in. Relax. Be, ex- cool, oh, see, I, I knew that was coming. Knew that was coming. we're talking about shooting b-ball outside of the school, Gerard. Oh, you know I gotta my go there. Anyway. The puns don't stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Oh, wow. But G knows yeah. all about that dynamic, right? Like, so, I don't know if you guys know this. G has a very uh, hip-hop-focused podcast called Flip the Scripts with Queen's Flip. So yeah, I'd love to yeah. talk more about, you know, the dynamic between you two is very fascinating. Got nothing oh, but man. love for Queen's Flip, so shout yeah, to sure, Flip if sure. you're watching. I love the dynamic <laughs> on the show, but what is that like, you know, Working with someone with such a personality, Gerard, you're not allowed to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, it, it's, it's dope, man. Um, it's crazy. It's dope. It's fun. It's scary. It's a little nerve wracking at times. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, you know, for me, I always find it weird that uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's crazy. laughs> I always find it weird that me, his birthday is a day apart, and it's like night and day a little bit. Because we're getting hang a little bit, right? Yeah, it's like. You would think that we would be very much like okay, but it's like one day apart and it's it's yin and yang. It's nine day. Like he's up here, I'm down here. But obviously the balance kind of keeps it keeps a level. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think you know me me just knowing him before the podcast, knowing him before he went viral. Just me and him, me and him been friends for like 15 years plus whatever. So you know uh, we're very comfortable with each other. So there's certain things that I could say to him that he won't take personal and vice versa. Versus someone else new coming in the picture and mm-hmm. being a part of the show, and they're like, "Oh, Queen flip something." He'd be like, "What?" <laughs> like, you know, he'd take that like and go crazy. And me, it's like, "All right, G said this. All right, it makes sense." Or he, Queen flip said this to me. All right, let me listen to what he said. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So we got we got, we got a, a big respect for each other, and you know, so that that helps the work relationship uh, go far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and t- talk a little bit of too about um, what it's like sort of creating content like that, right? You got that show, you've got picky eaters. I mean. A lot of people who obviously follow this show, they want to get into this business. They're like, oh, man, I love what you guys do. We want to create content. And, you know, mm-hmm. they always see that the, the fans see the finished product, right? They don't, they don't right. see all the stuff that goes into right. the behind the scenes. We're driving all over the place. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. You got to go do this. You got to get your mm-hmm. editing stuff done right. Like what? Mm-hmm. Talk about the grind and that process. Oh, man. You know, uh, as you said already, like it's, it's a lot. You know, we, we, uh, we started out at one studio got kicked out 
found another studio in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we was there for like a year, and then we got another studio, and then that had a it was a headache there. Left that studio, went to a new studio, and uh, in between all these things, we trying to book guests and mm-hmm. you know we trying to mm-hmm. schedule things, you know, with with their schedule, with our schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still DJing, he's still doing skits. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Uh, and then the editing the show afterwards, and then you know, with the whole YouTube, and yep, yep. you know, uh, they flag the curses and things now, so you <laughs> yep, know, that, yep. that cuts that cuts the monetize stuff. And so now you gotta really edit edit the show now, and then you know, it, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of that that goes on behind the scenes. You know, we, we've had guests on the show who sat on my couch for three hours and they told their life story, and then the next day they wake up like, Can you guys take like the whole thing out? Because <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't quite want to say that, that part about this person. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you, you, you too grown to be, you know, like, right. the cameras is on. The cameras is on, right. man. Like, right now, on y'all's show, I would not say anything that I feel would incriminate myself. All right, <laughs> snitches get stitches. You know what they say. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> so, I feel like these guys should know that, you know what I mean? Don't don't sit down on on, on, this, on the camera, the lights is on, and you just... Oh yes, yeah, so my friend did this yesterday, and I was over. There. And then tomorrow, you're like, "Oh, I can't really put that out there." It's like so, Red Table Talk, man. Whatever happens on that show, man, we put it out there. We ain't hiding. That's it. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, man. You know, uh, what you put into it is what you're gonna get, man. You know, people ask me all the time for advice about podcasting. I'm no expert, you know what I mean. But um, we just we just try to keep things consistent. I think that's mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. important uh, advice I can give anybody. Like whether you whether your cameras are high quality or not or whether your microphone's hot but as long as you're consistent you know that that's the start you know what i'm saying like just just keep it going i love that so. and, su- and support your friends out there people listen you got mm-hmm. you got a lot of independent content creators out there and that's something i think people don't understand like these shows like these are in- we are independent content creators we ain't got Very. no big uh budget behind us and these companies get all this money no 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 my <laughs> friends like we are doing this so support independent content damn it all right, but if you want to support us financially, <laughs> yes. the DMs and give us a yes. call. Yes, big brands. Shout, shout, shout. Give them your cash app right now. <laughs> exactly. I get it. I'm blocked from cash app. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> Maybe I'll put my Venmo in. Get in the cash app. <laughs> All right, folks. We will be back because you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. We're gonna get into some of DJG Money's kicks. So stay tuned. What's good, everybody? You know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Shout out to Chad and Dina Jones, husband and wife duo, doing the damn thing. Guys, Another Lane is taking off. The platform is growing literally by the second. People just jumping on there, getting approved, showing off their kicks. I mean, the marketplace is excellent. The content, the community, and that's the biggest thing about what they do over at Another Lane. It's about the community. Yes, if you want to look for some, uh, you know, special pair of shoes you can't find anywhere, you know, you want to maybe sell some of your stuff. Sure, sure. We got all that, too. But the community of people who are in this, they love the business. They love they love they love the industry of sneakers, right? Because it's not so much about, you know, selling and buying. It's about, nah, man, this is connected to me. This is something that, you know, reminds me of being a kid. This is my first pair of Jordans. All these intimate, special moments that everybody have has connected to these things we wear on our feet. And it's awesome. So make sure you guys head over to anotherlane.com and check it out. Now, G, the floor is yours, my man. What you going to show hey, us? Man. First pair. Woo. You know, so today I had to go through my closet, man, you know, because I, I usually don't do these kind of shows. We got to go and show some kicks and stuff like that. This, this, this is the first for me. You kicks and shit? You don't usually show some kicks and shit? Pardon me. Pardon me. Kicks and shit, yes. So uh, I had to go and, and try to find some selections here. So, you know, I think I'm going to start right here, man. Um and feel free to, to stop me whenever you guys feel the time is running out. But I got to start here with some throwback LeBron James. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Old whites. You know, okay. Uh, That's your man. Worn by DJG Money uh, in about 2015, I think, whatever these came out. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not too sure about the details of the sneakers, so I'm going to just go to the next pair. <laughs> <laughs> well, LeBron is your man, though. That's but yeah, the, the, yeah LeBron's your guy. You're, you're a big LeBron guy? I am. I'm a big okay. LeBron guy. Okay. Um, okay. Those sneakers, I, I I bought those because I like LeBron, but the sneakers, they was all right. I didn't wear them too much, to be honest. But I still have them. So, Hilarious. Okay, um, <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Sorry, Brad. I keep, I keep everything 100%, man. Listen, as we like really, it. Keep you know, it. Keep it 100. We like it. 100%. These next pair I actually found in the closet today. I wore these on my 30th birthday. Okay. And I probably didn't, I probably didn't wear them again since then, but pretty dope. 
Oh. oh okay. So uh, these are called these are called prisms. I like them. Yep. That's what the box says, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, these are the prisms worn by DJ G Money on his 30th birthday. You know, anyone who wants to uh, raffle these things off and get some money for it, probably worth about twenty-five dollars. Well, let me know. Um, wait, another wait, I, I, I also love how he's referring to himself in the third person, worn by DJ G Money. <laughs> to get a story with each pair of sneakers a little bit for you guys so uh, i appreciate it regular. appreciate that yeah. um, these these kicks right here from the closet oh look okay. custom tumbo yeah. adidas uh uh worn also by these ag money of course <laughs> uh these these kicks right here i actually um i dj this show an event a, a big big event in brooklyn with the artist by the name of uh bishop naru mm, he opened yeah. up for yeah, bishop, yeah I, I played a set for him he opened up for Kendrick Lamar that, mm-hmm. that night. And um, my homeboy, Jason Rimber, shout out to Jason, he was helping style and helping do things in the background. And I had a uh, whole different pair of kicks on. And he was like, yo, um, come in. He's like, yo, the outfit's cool, but you, you got something else to wear? I'm like, nah, that's what I got. He was like, yo, hold on. I, I, I don't know where he went, but he went in somebody's, he went in the trailer. You know, he's a stylist, so he <laughs> probably right. got, like, he got everything. <laughs> he came back, it's like this. Here, put these on. Nice. Give me these for the show, and he. I was leaving. I took him off. I said, "Hey, bro, thank you." He was like, "No, keep bring one as yours." I like so I got it. a free pair. Free pair. Let my man get the free pair. I was gonna say, you know, Gerard. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with free. Shoot, ain't nothing wrong with free. I mean, I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Sorry, I think I need to hydrate. I'm a little thirsty over here. Yeah, real thirsty, real thirsty. I think I think I'm gonna show maybe like one or two more. That's cool. Yeah, I don't want to take up. Show as many as you want. Like, um, like, we ain't gonna show hundreds of pairs of sneakers tonight. Nah, listen, I don't have a thousand kicks in the house, so you ain't about that. My sneaker collection is very like I, I, I buy what I wear and I keep it right I'll there. We like you know? it, yep. Yeah, um, these, these I may get rid of today because I haven't worn these in twenty years. Wow, Gerard, <laughs> so maybe you're the same size, Gerard. Like what size? What size you wear, man? I'm eleven, man. Uh, ah, yeah, but I got these, these Jordans right here, though. Yo. Uh, I like those. At 11. You know, I like those. Joints. Yeah. Throw back joints. You I know like them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get rid of these. I was going to say, can you call a size 12 shoe a she? Like, I'm like, she cute. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, this is more of a basic G money, like every day or every other day in the weekends. Mm-hmm. I might tell you, you know, the ones is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, we, the, the, we, the, we like ones. The ones, Wait, the ones uh, pull, pull those out again. Are, are those are those one highs or one mids? Pull, slide them in. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, because I know you know we talk about it all the time uh, that people hate the mids out here. I in the don't know why. We don't know why. Mids look, like mids the, are great. I don't like the mids. <laughs> yeah, I, I need, don't like the mids. I need I need I need a high bone ankle. Are we sure I need this is a high or is this a mid? It looking kind of mid to me. That's why I'm asking. Oh, look at like look on, look on mid. No, these are no mids, man. I can't tell by the, the height of the tongue versus the rest of that shoe. That looks like a little mid. Oh, man. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Look at you, man. All of a sudden, he's like, I just wore them today. Let me throw them out the window. <laughs> I think they're fire. Yes, the, mid, the mids are great, man. See, that's the thing. You didn't even know. You didn't even know they were mids, See, oh, and then now you like their mids. Oh, like, those are, hold on, are these mids too? Hold on a second. The Gatorades are not mids. I, I no, saw no. a little bit of that neon yellow. Yeah, let me see. What was that? I see. It's the same. I'm a sneaker oh, sniper. No. no. <laughs> the other ones are mids. Oh, no. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> listen, we, we, we have, di- we have, well. we have we discovery happens all the time, folks. I was going to say, those look kind of like mids. <laughs> that just shows you, folks. Yes. Don't see, Exactly. Because, G, if we didn't say they were mids, you'd have been like, yeah, I love these shoes. See, that's the thing. Mids are fine. Everyone likes to pretend they don't like them. They're fine. It's okay. I don't like the other mids. The other other mids. I don't like those. But that's more my style right now. Like, the ones are my style right now. I like it. I love the ones. I like the Gatorade ones. I like it. Well, you know, the ones are, you know, that's what's hot in the streets. Yep. Okay. I see you. Mm hmm. Those are highs too, G. Don't worry. <laughs> more, oh, those are okay, good. He said right, good. And, 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 and for my last pair, you know, I want to do something a little special for you guys, being okay. that this kicks and shit show. We like you know that. We like special. Sneakers, that's so nice of you. <laughs> uh, what size are you? Yeah, he said, uh, no, I didn't. 
Instagram bio, you know, just in case. What size are you wearing now? <laughs> so this is a little special. I, I feel like nobody on here has has done this on that show. Okay. Well, I could be I could I could be wrong, but okay. I feel like no one has shown you guys a pair of bowling shoes. You know, I mean, like these, these, oh, these are no. a little different, man. All no black, one. Uh, okay. BSI. No one has shown bowling shoes. Tongue right there. Yeah, you see yeah, that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, nothing fancy, but, you know, this is more about my personality as well. You know, when, when I'm not DJing, I'm out here uh, kicking and shitting people on a bowling alley. You know what I'm saying? So, so DJ G Money. You have such an aggressively passive comment. Like, what are you trying to say, <laughs> so, huh? so, so, so DJ G Money, you're also, your nickname is Pins out here in these streets, huh? Oh. <laughs> So you, so what? You you bowl what? You like just uh, bowled us over what, with those picks, G. I mean, what, what, what do you? Oh wow, Gabby, Jesus. What, what do you? What, what do you average? One eighty, one ninety. I struck out with that one, Gerard. <laughs> that was that was cool. I used to. I'll uh, carry you know, with the rest of the bowling. Pun. Wow, okay. wow. I do, I do, I do about a, I do about a one fifty, one sixty average. Okay, okay, you know? okay. I'm you're not, nice. I'm not a professional. No, you're nice. You're nice. No, you're not a turkey on those lanes, you know. <laughs> Okay. I am a turkey on those lanes. Oh, wow. We're in, a, we're in a row, you know? Wow. Wow. Okay. We <laughs> are. Like, we have devolved. Like, right, we've had, it, we've hit our, our pun quota for the day, yes. and we're out. Pun quota for today has been maxed out. But, G, <laughs> tell the people where to find you, man. Oh, uh, man. Hit me up on uh, Instagram at DJGMoneyOfficial. Uh, YouTube.com slash DJGMoney. That's those are the main platforms I use right now. You know, uh, so check me out there. Plus Google, uh, look out for the show, man. Pick it either. Uh, put the script podcast and all that good stuff. And I got something coming up real soon that, you know, once it locks in, I'll definitely let you guys know, you know, uh, some some more big news. Love it, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us. And, folks, that is another episode of the Kicks and Shit Show. Thank you for joining us. As always, you know where to find us. We are part of the Count the Dings family on that bomb podcast feed with the regular bomb show, Crazy Sexy Cool. Uh, rap names growing up the same. Listen, man, you got dope, woke bros. You got all these dope ass shows on the Bomb Network feed, including us, the Kicks and Shit Show. You know where to find us: uh, Instagram, Twitter at Kicks and Shit Show, Facebook. We everywhere. We out here in these streets. Until next time, peace. <laughs>